But what we've really seen, in addition to that maturity level, is the need on the business side. Today on the Daily Scoop podcast from the Scoop News Group, the changing federal cloud marketplace, and how OMB and GSA want to evolve FedRAMP to keep up. It's Tuesday, September 12th, 2023. Welcome to the Daily Scoop podcast, where you'll hear the latest news and trends facing government leaders. I'm the host of the Daily Scoop podcast, Billy Mitchell. Here's what's happening now. The IRS has announced it will use artificial intelligence to crack down on thousands of millionaires and dozens of large business partnerships that owe the agency considerable amounts in back taxes. IRS Commissioner Danny Werfel said the new compliance push makes good on the promise of the Inflation Reduction Act to ensure the IRS holds our wealthiest filers accountable to pay the full amount of what they owe. Werfel added that the IRS is deploying new resources towards cutting-edge technology to improve our visibility on where the wealthy shield their income and focus staff attention on the areas of greatest abuse. In other news, as the U.S. looks at potentially regulating the use of artificial intelligence, Brookings Institution Fellow and AI Policy Expert Alex Engler has an alternative idea for doing so. Engler's concept focuses on governing algorithms based on their specific applications and on expanding the power of regulatory agencies. He calls this approach the critical algorithmic systems classification, which would work by granting these agencies authority to create rules around especially impactful algorithms and issue administrative subpoenas for algorithmic investigations. Engler recently spoke to FedScoop for an interview, which you can find in a Q&A format, as well as much more at FedScoop.com. FedScoop hosted its annual Fed Talks on September 6th in Washington, D.C. Now in its 14th year, the event is the largest annual gathering of C-level executives, leaders, and innovators from the government and tech community. And to kick off the packed house event, Deputy Federal CIO Drew Michaelgard spoke with me during a rapid-fire session focused primarily on the evolution of cloud in the federal government and how the Biden administration is looking to transform FedRAMP to better serve agencies and cloud service providers. Listen in now to that interview from Fed Talks. Drew, welcome to Fed Talks. Thank you. Usually, like the person that's interviewing me doesn't have a more extensive title, but yours—I mean, like you've done well. <laughs> we got to change that. It's too many, too many titles. That's very government of me, yes, I guess. Yes. Well, Drew, I know our conversation today is meant to be about digital transformation, but let's be clear: we really want to talk about FedRAMP and all the transformation that's been going on there. Um, a lot has changed since FedRAMP was uh, instituted back a decade or more ago. So let's start at the beginning and talk about how we've gotten to where we are today and sort of what's needed for FedRAMP to continue to evolve. Yeah, thanks. Um, so good morning, everyone. Um, it's been about 10 years since the FedRAMP memo came out. At the time, I was at the agency, I was at an agency, Department of Veterans Affairs. I think Goldie was like five years in. Congratulations, Goldie. Like, you've outlasted most of our memos from OMB. <laughs> and that's saying something. Most people, so, but FedRAMP was, there, was set up for a, was a, like, at the time, and I, I can't believe I'm saying this, I've probably been at OMB too long, but like a very visionary memo. And we think that it really helped because what the challenge people were facing on the ground was, how do I take these great tools that are evolving in IaaS and some past providers and bring them in and allow them to um, be used by as many agencies as possible that are delivering on important missions? 
And so they did that. They, they brought together some of the best security people in the government, different agencies, three agencies specifically, DHS, GSA, and DOD. And when you got FedRAMPed and you were JAB certified, like you could go from agency to agency and, and take that almost good housekeeping seal of approval and show like that you didn't have to go through the same security wickets, prove the same controls over and over. So it was a huge efficiency gain. It, it reduced the, the burden on the government and the commercial sector. So we're really proud. I think one of the things that's changed is that whole, the landscape's changed. Um, SaaS, and now it's heavy, heavy SaaS and a lot of PaaS providers um, really need access to the government and their mission. So now we're, we're pivoting, and it takes us a couple years to do that, but we're pivoting towards that market. So you mentioned, you know, this came out in 2011, which, wow, that's a long time ago now. Um, but now that it's 10 plus years old, why do we need to pivot and how do we need to pivot? Yeah, so, so our, the missions of the government have changed. And we've, you know, and, like, and I know we're, we, we still need to drive at those core workloads. So, the, you know, like a lot of the data is still being held on-prem. Like we need to get that in the cloud. We need our, to upskill, you know, our cybersecurity and those type of things. But what we've really seen, in addition to that maturity level, is the need on the business side for like very specific and bespoke applications. And the SaaS community is providing a ton of those. Like when 10 years ago, I, I don't, we don't know the exact numbers, but we've seen an exponential growth in every couple of years of, the, of these SaaS providers and the tools. But what we haven't seen is a similar exponential growth in their adoption, at least like ATO'd and secured and monitored by the CIOs out there of those um, types of products. So while the FedRAMP itself is quite old, it took a while to get some actual legislation to codify, and that came recently in the FedRAMP Authorization Act. So now that that's in place, I'm curious what, what actions are being taken to advance the goals of that law? Yeah, so FedRAMP Authorization Act came out with part of the NDA last uh, January. And it was great, like to, to get that finally in legislation, like it was very like forward looking of, uh, and a bipartisan effort as so many of the technology efforts are. So we were really excited to get that. And it made some very big changes um, in it. One is, is they, they really are pushing like a board. So, so how we expand the board, gain more people from across the um, federal government to, to come in and, and, and do those joint authorizations and, and be looking to the future for what the agencies need. The other thing was they wanted public input. So we set up, and I hate to use these term, the acronyms, but a FACA. So it's, it's this, a board of like people from industry, people from the private sector, um, people from government all getting together, working on their toughest problems. They've had two meetings so far. They have another one this month. We were really active and deliberate in the way that we, or that um, GSA, when I say we, the, like the, the government, like Ann Lewis and her team did a great job of picking like different diverse people so that we could have like very good conversations, challenging problems that were raised to us, but mostly like we want to make sure that we're really close in understanding what challenges the, the, like the people on the ground are facing as well as the, the industry um, products that are coming to market. The last thing is that we needed to update the policy. So we've been working on that. The, way, the steps we took um, about a year plus ago, I went out when I first took over or when I first started being detailed into OMB, we talked to a lot of agencies and their experiences with FedRAMP. And they, they talked about a lot of the problems. We listened to probably 30 different agencies and got a lot of great feedback. It's going to inform the policy um, that, that'll, that's forthcoming in some period of time in the future. Put, I never put deadlines on that. I'm never that uh, aggressive. Um, but 
know that there, there will be policy out. Of course, we're going to put it out for public comment. We want to hear like where we're missing, where we're hitting. So please, please participate in that. So we think with those three things, in addition to some funding that, that the that Congress has provided for GSA, we're at a really good point um, to, to move this program forward. So it sounds like you've talked a lot with the federal government. I'm sure you've talked as well with industry. So how are you listening and engaging with industry? Because we know that they play a critical role in this and that there's been some pain points in the past, but you want to make sure that you're doing right by the, the providers on the industry side. Yeah, so I listened to industry a ton when I was at Department of Veterans Affairs. I worked a lot with most of like the, the, the companies that were trying to work into work at VA and solve our missions. Um, it's a little bit, honestly, it's a little bit harder at OMB, but the best vehicles that we have are like the public comment period that's coming up for, for our policy and then the FACA. Like those are really good chances for the for public to hear. And you know, beyond that, like we are always attentive to what's going on in the media and those type of things. And then we listen to agencies. So if you come in with like an, if you have an agency partner and they can, they can identify their challenges up. Like I'm, I'm always available, always willing to meet with them. So as we close out, we're running short on time here, but uh, I'd love to hear about what the, the next, you know, year or so is gonna look like as you look to transform FedRAMP. So a year from today, you know, just throwing a date out there, what does the FedRAMP landscape look like to you? So the, the, the reason why we were so focused at VA and at OMB on these type of issues is we want to make the easy thing right. So or the, make sure that our business lines get the products they need. So if you're at, in a business line, you don't care as much about the ATO, all of these things. You're trying to solve a really hard problem. And we want IT to be like a safe enabler for that. So a year from now, it'd be able to find and identify, procure the products that you want, secure those products, offload a lot of that, a lot of the challenging software things to like the IT professionals, both in the agency and in the private sector, and then you go about executing your mission. Well, Drew, I'm looking forward to that policy when it comes out. A journalist in me wants to press you a little bit more on when that is, but we'll, we'll let it slide for today. But really appreciate your time up here, and uh, again, best of luck as you, you move forward on that journey. Thanks, Billy. Um, appreciate you all coming in. I know it's, you know, like, to get access in these, these early mornings, especially it's hot out, um, but like really appreciate it. It's great to see like all the other speakers that are here. I'm excited to be here all day. I, I, I'm usually like the one sitting in the audience and I learn the most by that and not by speaking. So I'm excited to, to have a great day. Well, thank you, Drew. You can learn more about cloud security and FedRAMP at thedailyscooppodcast.com. The Daily Scoop podcast is available on all podcast platforms. If you've already rated the podcast on your platform of choice, thanks so much. High ratings and good reviews of the show help more people to find it. The Daily Scoop podcast is a production of the Scoop News Group in Washington, D.C. Adam Butler and Carlin Fisher help put the show together, and the entire Scoop News Group team contributes. We'll be back on Thursday with another brand new episode. Until then, I'm your host, Billy Mitchell. Thanks for listening.